You're listening to Consolidate That. Ukraine is my motherland. It is now under a savage attack by Russia. Ukraine is shielding Europe and the rest of the civilized world from Putin's barbaric aggression. Ukrainians are brave and effectively fighting back. Let's help. Make a donation to Armed Forces of Ukraine. Link is in the show notes. Hashtag Stand with Ukraine. Welcome back to Consolidate That. Uh, we've got a, a fun episode today, a, uh, what I like to call a Ryan and Ivan exclusive, which is what we call it when uh, we don't have a guest. So Ivan, good to see you. I know you've got some topics to hit on. We've got some cool things to, to break down about uh, the WVC conference, but I'll hand it to you. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm uh, I'm excited to to hear your experience at uh, Western Conference. But before we start, uh, I would like to uh, do a shout out to all our Ukrainian employees as well as to the whole country of Ukraine. Today is the one year since the barbaric war initiated by Russia started. Uh, it was last year, uh, February 24th. Uh, well, it actually technically was February 23rd when I saw the first missile hit Kiev. Um, and I called, I, you know, folks on our team telling them that it started. So I just want to do a shout out to all the brave people of Ukraine, uh, American people that are helping us with the uh, weapons to fight against and the whole world standing up together. Uh, last night, uh, United Nations voted at 130 something countries supporting Ukraine against, I think, five or seven countries that supported Russia. So. Yeah, that's kind of, I wanted to mention that. But actually, one more thing about the Western. It's interesting that uh, when I was building SmartFlow, I remember the first conference we went to where I met EasyVet guys. Well, actually, CEO, there was no guys. There was just Headley. And um, and I was talking to my co-founder, Pavel. He was writing code sitting right where the, the, the first shooting was in Kiev during the revolution. And uh, he was basically right next to it, and he was writing code for SmartFlow. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like the you know every big startup I start, it starts with the with the war. So hopefully, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I think I think we should make Galaxy Vet successful, and then you ride off into the sunset, and we'll have world peace. Right. Well, yes, yes, I think that's required. But Ryan, um, so how was Western? What did you hear? Who did you meet? Yeah. What was exciting? What is different? Or is it the same well, show as uh, every year? No, it was it was very cool. And and one thing to add on to what you said there, I, I do want to thank everyone that I that I came across and, and met with at the show. A lot of people sent their, you know, well wishes and their, you know, asked about how our team was. That was, you know, the first question that a lot of people asked. So um, you know, it's it, it it does mean a lot to everyone at Galaxy Vets that people, you know, know that that we've got a team that's uh fighting uh, on two fronts, fighting burnout and fighting uh, a war at the same time. So it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see, but yeah, the show was, the show was really awesome. Um, you know, it was, it was very large. I'm, I'm waiting to hear what the numbers were like. I know WVC is always the, you know, the second big show of the year. Uh, VMX was uh, the largest it had ever been. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what these numbers come out as, Super packed, lots of um, new technology companies that uh, that came out. I met some some really cool, interesting people and tried to introduce some people to to each other to to do that as well. But um, my primary goal while I was out there was to just get a 
a pulse on what's going on with the industry. You know, we we did an episode at the at the kickoff for this season with uh, Fritz Berger um, and talked with Fritz about what to expect and and his uh, crystal ball into 2023. And it seems like uh, there's a reason why he's such a successful uh, investment banker, because that's, that's what we're seeing out there. So I met with a lot of different brokerage groups, I met with, um, you know, other folks and friends of ours across the industry and, and found that there's definitely a consistent retraction in the multiples that people are paying for practices, and also the unique characteristics that people are looking for. So it, it felt somewhat vindicating. I, I won't, I won't lie that I had a bit of a smile on my face because when galaxy vets first came out and we were consistent with our idea of long-term strategy and wanting to participate with people to build a, a sustainable business, it's definitely something that a lot of the groups are, are now realizing is something that's needed. So, um, you know, thanks to all the different brokerage groups that I met with. And I think we found that multi-doctor practices from what we see are, are going in the eight to 11 times multiple. Um, a couple people mentioned a, a 12 that might sneak through there, but that's usually, that seemed like it was more for a smaller platform. Some doctors that had three or four practices with multiple doctors in them and some unifying piece. I think that was the big difference. There's multiple practices with one owner, but I think they needed to have some unifying, whether it was a telemedicine approach that, that tied those practices together or um, a central call piece or a, a buying power that they brought in. So that was very, very interesting um, to see that, that I think we're in a spot there where the market has regained its mind a little bit and, and set itself up to be able to buy practices in a spot where we can continue to grow them. So that that's consistent with uh, with sort of what the investment community is talking about. So I spent quite a lot of time with the investors and uh, and again, Fritz was uh, right. You know, his crystal ball is working and it, it sounds like uh, an interesting time where uh, there is a there is a, a bit of a holding pattern right now, and people are looking to invest into platforms that are really really focusing on organic growth. So the M and A game is gone. I mean, there's still arbitrage present, but there's no anymore come in by you know hundreds of hospitals and uh, and resell. That's not interesting anymore. And uh, some solid organic growth strategy, which we've seen when we worked with the with the consolidators two years ago and three years ago that was a pretty weak side of most consolidators they did have a slide if you will on this but there was no solid strategy behind each growth lever there was just a vague oh, we're going to increase marketing we're going to you know we're going to improve efficiency we're going to use technology and it was really the extent of it so it seems like they're really now drilling down on well what exactly do you do well how do you do marketing what technology how is it connected is there integration so there's all these good questions that that ryan you and i had when we were helping uh consolidators to develop their technology stack and things like that so now it's definitely important to investors and also i think that it's a very unique window of opportunity right now for anybody who's starting a group um, because the investment community is looking into investing into these organic growth but at the same time like you said the multiples are dropping so it is an attractive opportunity in larger platforms that were levered significantly 
towards this year and towards this sort of pre-recession kind of time, it looks like a lot of those platforms are uh, A, not going to recap or they didn't last year. And now they're looking into, because of the interest rates that doubled, now they're looking how to save their overhead and uh, and not trip any covenant in their debt agreements. And uh, from what I understand, there's significant layoffs all across the industry. Ryan, did you hear any of the rumors like that? And if yes, what uh, what sort of positions are being eliminated yeah. at the moment? Yeah. So um, I guess I was walking around with a bit of a, a target on my back because it seems like a lot of the, the BD teams across the industry have been significantly reduced because the number of acquisitions has significantly reduced. Um, and as much as I love our B, you know, the BD world, we, we do become pretty redundant if you just have us sitting around. So there was a good number of, of BD teams that, that I've heard about shrinking significantly um, and pauses on acquisitions completely by some of the larger groups. And then I know there was also, you know, I, I know Ivan, you had you had heard some some talks about some of the other teams outside the BD world too, right? Yeah, well, that, that that's what I'm hearing, that cascading effect from that. If you're not buying practices, you don't need BD. Therefore, the whole M&A team is shrinking and then there's nothing to integrate. So I heard a couple of large consolidators actually let go of their integration teams, which, you know, as we are building Galaxy, this is, you know, it's a significant undertaking to develop the process, train people on it, have, you know, everybody trained. And the integration is one of the hardest things. And if you don't do it right, this is where the whole relationship breaks. Uh, and it sounds like large consolidators are letting go their integration teams. So, so A, for those that are building platforms now, there's talent available. Uh, with a significant background, and uh, I definitely looking forward to exploit that opportunity, as long as we as we uh, don't trip any non competes and stuff like that. Uh, on the other hand, um, I think it's pretty bad that you know as a you know as a business leader, I know that it's so hard to develop those processes, and then when you lose people with all that knowledge, it's. Uh, it's really damaging to the business. And then is it going to revert back to acquisition mode? I don't know if you're getting those people back to work for you. So it's a, it's a pretty uh, interesting times, I would call it. And definitely a window of opportunity. You know, you can take uh, this situation and definitely see where the opportunity strikes through the challenges as long as you're coming in at the right time with the right thesis. Yeah, it you know, it kind of makes me think, I know we talk a lot about traction and traction methodology. And you know, this might be a bit of a tangent, but it's, it's tough because, you know, a lot of these groups that I think are losing their integrations teams or, or uh, laying them off are also some of the same places that really could use those extra hands in the practice um, to improve what the dynamic is between the corporate group that owns them, as well as the people who are doing the work. And when you think of traction, it's, it's not the idea of, you know, well, we hired someone for this specific job. They didn't work out for this, so they need to be gone. It's more so finding them the right spot. So I, I, I hope that prior to any layoffs, people are looking around and saying, hey, you know, Tom and Jane here are fantastic and they know our business and they know what we can do. And let's see if they can help improve what's happening within the practices and that, and that outreach. So 
Um, I think there are a lot of spaces still for growth within the practice and an organic growth within the practices. And so that's, that seems like something that's an opportunity. Yeah. I like that you mentioned traction. So we're, you know, we're true believers in that methodology and there's a couple of consolidators that I know of uh, starting with, you know, some of the largest ones today and, uh, and the younger ones. And it seems like traction uh, is one of those methodologies that people can and want to adopt. We definitely swear by it. Um, and our whole, uh, methodology is based on traction and then there's other um, additions to it including employee ownership uh, or as we now look at the uh, at the new methodology that helps us with that which is called great game of business which is essentially about that open book management and uh, the employee ownership and basically letting everybody understand how the economics work uh, but with that because there's other uh, groups right now that are implementing traction, there's again, there's a pool of talent with transferable skills, because if they were using traction methodology elsewhere, there's a pool of talent that uh, right now is available. So again, maybe it's uh, maybe the, the times are the lemon, but there is a lemonade that could be made out of it. Yeah, the I think the other part of the show that I that I found interesting, um, you know, first off, if you've ever for anyone listening, if you've ever worked with or for Ivan, and you go to a show, the first question everyone asks you is, where's Ivan? Um, you know, which you get pretty tired. I think next year, if I go without you, Ivan, I'm going to wear a shirt that says, Ivan's at home, leave me alone. But um, the QR code to find Ivan. <laughs> QR code with, a, with your Zoom it's link. A find me, and he'll be connected to my tag, the Apple yeah. tag. Where I'm at. Yeah, so no, Ivan was not there. You did not miss him. But if you saw me, you got the. Uh, what I think is the the absolute best uh, possible alternative, um, but it was it was kind of interesting. A lot of the the people that we met with, you know, I went to a few. Uh, there's always the sort of the hosted parties that the different companies have, and the reason I mentioned Ivan wasn't there is you know we we didn't end up we didn't do a booth. We uh, went with me going. Um, a couple other people on our team went and were doing CE and things like that, which was awesome, um, but. It's kind of an interesting shift, I think, in the marketing aspect as well. Uh, that's kind of the thing I'm going to be interested to see over the next few years. Uh, exhibiting at these shows is a massive uh, financial and time undertaking. And just for me to go by myself was a massive time <laughs> undertaking, especially when your flight gets canceled and then it adds an extra day and those meetings you want that next day are canceled. So. I met with a, a few folks that were hosting events and parties and things like that. And they said, this is where I see the real ROI on being here. And the booth sometimes may feel like a required ticket to not upset the status quo. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. You know, there's massive, massive stuff. Uh, the company AnyVive or Envive, uh, which had Rob Gronkowski come and do a special appearance and they had a mechanical bull and i can only imagine what they were spending uh, making custom cowboy hats and everything like that throughout the entire show but um i i'm i'm curious what some of the roi of these groups are, and what we'll see as the shows continue the attendance are continuing to grow but i wonder if that uh the the roi for the marketing teams is there right now so that was one thing that i'm curious about too well, you know, definitely depending on, you know, I'm used to going to conferences as SmartFlow, so therefore we were a vendor. And then you don't have anybody else stopping by your booth, but your prospect customers. 
and well you do have a you know large quantity of people collecting pens and pins and uh and, and, and credit card that. processors don't forget there's always a, a good selection yeah. of credit card processors right um but when you are a group or a consolidator i think you're becoming such a target for vendors then it's not worth going there and having a booth because you're essentially paying enormous amount of money to be targeted by every vendor on the planet. So I think that this guerrilla marketing approach is probably better. And I think that you were very successful doing that. But I want to go back to your experience with the technology. You said there's a bunch of new technology. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, is there anything that you wanted to highlight that you've seen that was interesting? Well, you know, Sean, who I, who, you know, very well, Sean Wilkie with Takatu was, he's this other Canadian guy that loves to talk. Oh, I know the other Canadian guy. Okay, well I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, so he's Sean for anyone that doesn't listen to Ivan's other podcast, co-host uh, VIP with Ivan, but Sean is the CEO and founder of Takatu and they came out with a new product line called Verify, which allows you to just talk in the in the exam room and then they have a team that actually transcribes your notes and does the soap notes and everything like that so that the doctors can can doctor and the uh notes can note themselves and so that was really cool you know coming from a PIMS space i i always like to just keep up to date on what's going on with the PIMS. there was um significant talk around the growth that shepherd is doing which oh, um, was really cool uh, i had a chance to to meet Dr. Cindy, who is the the founder of of Shepherd, and and she was really wonderful. Um, then there's a new PIMS, which always is fun, um, called Nectar Vet, and uh, Joanna, who's the CEO there, she was uh, super smart. Has seems like she has a really cool team. Um, they're just breaking onto the market. They just came out in November, so I really enjoyed chatting with her and just. It was not long ago. I'm fairly new still in the veterinary industry. And so it was not long ago where I was standing in a booth going, who are all these people? So I always, I get, you know, I enjoy meeting new people that are coming into the vet space because it's such a unique environment. And then I think there's a lot of telemedicine uh, that's being adopted. I think a lot of people are really, you know, we thought COVID was going to get us there, but I think there's been an increase of adoption of the desire to do telemedicine. So telemedicine is a good segue to we on VIP podcast. We just interviewed yesterday um, another vendor, another group, which I thought was interesting. It's now a consistent sort of theme and experience. Uh, they're called Dr. Treat and uh, very similar, very similar platform um, as Modern Animal, very similar to um, Bondvet, uh, Small Door. Now these guys, we're doing a similar thing with a combination of telehealth and uh, and brick and mortar. I think this is the future of veterinary medicine. I think we're breaking through the mold of the old school visit the clinic and um, have to be there physically to pay your fees. Subscription model as well. Um, interesting how they come up with the sustainability of that. Uh, similar to our uh, experience. So basically when you're on subscription, you will um, be paying a monthly fee, but all your exam fees are um, waived. So very interesting how they will develop. And uh, and I think that this is a new thing. I think this is that organic growth and, and an extra revenue stream on the SaaS-based model 
is what is going to change this industry. And I think it will create the scalability. It will allow veterinarians to have the choice of practicing uh, remotely or in the clinic or the combination of thereof. So it was very interesting. I think that uh, it wasn't COVID, but it was an innovation uh, that uh, that brought it in. Maybe COVID pushed it slightly, but I was, you and know. COVID probably got money to go into some of these telehealth platforms, um, which allowed the technology to get to the point where it needed to be. And then also, I mean, how difficult was it to get someone on a video call three years ago, or I guess four oh, years man. ago? And you now it's, right. yeah. now, I, mom, if you're listening, we can talk on the phone. We don't have to video every time, you know? It's yeah. Like, or fly to New York to have a one hour meeting. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was very, it was cool. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of great things that are coming out. I'm, I'm looking forward to you know, continuing to develop some of the new relationships with folks that I met. And I think it's going to be a, a, a great thing to do. And for everyone that was there, it was wonderful to see everyone and meet everyone. I'll wrangle Ivan next time so that you guys can see the real, you know, the real sizzle that you came to see. But uh, it was uh, it was a great show. And I, you know, I really appreciate everyone for for hosting me and having me and, and the different times that we did there. That's awesome. Well, thank you for the update, Ryan. That was uh, that was very good. And I'm looking forward to attending the next one with you. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to Consolidate That. If you want to hear our new episodes, please find us on any podcast platform. Also, you can learn more about us on our website at galaxyvets.com.